1: to family value.
2: This is Wax Poetic on Co op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM.
3: So, what if I write a poem like a song?
2: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm one of your hosts this afternoon, R.C. Lowski.
1: And I'm your other host, Pamela Bentley.
2: And uh, we're happy to have a couple of special guests in the studio with us.
1: Yes, we have Betsy Chow here and Maruna Ghani. I would keep wanting to put the I on both names. I'm trying to, to rhyme it or something. Remember
0: the color maroon and add an I. Yeah,
1: I know. There. It's the I that keeps getting me. The yep. Maruna Ghani. Yes. There you go. And Maruna is a poet. She's going to start us out. And then we'll hear a little bit about why Betsy's here as well.
0: Okay, um, this uh, poem is from the book called Emerge. It's a writer's studio anthology. The poem is called Haikus to the X. I need to mention that it's been inspired and attributed to Leonard Cohen's three songs, which are Hallelujah, Anthem, and I'm Your Man. Haikus to the X. Hallelujah heard, blues ruptured from secret chords. Boom, burst, hearts explode. Yeah, well, you dumped me. My imperfect offerings, frayed violin strings. Writing this haiku? Sure, funny counts for something. I ain't so funny. Not angry either. Don't want your crumbs from the floor, your out-of-sync ways. Fragrant promises, didn't really care, did you? Removed your staled scent. You said you're my man. Listen to Cohen's poems might teach you something.
1: <laughs> did this uh ex um used to play or sing you uh, Leonard Cohen songs? No. No. <laughs> this an uh, it's a comparison? It's a comparison. (laughs) Okay you're nothing like Leonard Cohen (laughs) that is why you are my ex.
0: Yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes. Um, Thank you for starting us off. Now the other reason that we had you here because we we invited you as a poet but also because um, you are doing something that came from the seed from your friend here Betsy Chow and um, maybe tell us Betsy how what what that is all about. Sure,
3: Um, well I was with a few friends and we were just spending um, a weekend in Seattle and we just happened to um, run across this guy who had a little setup uh, in a market and um, he was sitting in front of a typewriter uh, in front of an antique market and he had a little sign saying poetry on the spot uh, your subject, your price, and there was a huge crowd in front of him, and he was just typing away and t- creating a poem, and um, I was just really intrigued. Is that the guy? Is that down at Pike's Market? Is it down um, at the? or Is it somewhere else? It's it's somewhere else. It wasn't Pike's Market. It was another Ballard Market, I believe it was.
1: I've seen people do that, and I don't know how they do that, like right off the the top. But you, Maruna, you thought, oh, I could do that. Yep. So what happened next?
0: Well, Betsy sent a photo and tagged me on Facebook uh, with this guy. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, Maruna, this is, you should do this. And uh, I was at the time job searching. And I, I live near False Creek, so I was looking out the window. And I said to myself, OK, what are the three things I love? I love to write poetry. I love to perform it. And I love to talk to people. So right around that time, um, there was uh, the Vancouver Foundation put out their small neighborhood grant Mm -hmm. and uh, that came out and I thought, hey, what if I submitted this idea and see what happens?
1: So the idea was Pop-Up Poets.
0: Yeah, um, I, had, I had a couple of names that I was thinking of and then, like I normally do, I post it on Facebook <laughs> in my profile and uh, with my friends, Betsy and a few other friends, I said, okay, these are the two names I'm thinking, let's take a vote. And Vancouver Pop-Up Poets won and so I used, I used that name, Vancouver Pop-Up Poets. And I, at the same time, asked my poet friends who would be interested in, in collaborating oh, uh, okay. with me.
2: And how often are you popping up in uh, neighborhoods?
0: Once and, a month. And... and it, Sorry,
2: I was going to say, is it random, like a neighborhood? Or are you picking a neighborhood ahead of time, or?
0: Well, with the Vancouver Foundation grant, small neighborhood grant, we had to do it within the boundaries of where I live. Okay. As the applicant, so it's in the boundary is Little Mountain and Mount Pleasant neighborhoods.
2: And it's- are you're doing it in public places, or, uh, or you know, or just houses or
0: public places so r- because of the actual grant process we chose one area and that is uh, in the uh, where olympic village is okay and there is um Uh, just where those angry bird sculptures are. (laughs) And just around in that area is our constant place. But we've also expanded to, uh, I wanted to do do Chilling Park, and it just turned out (laughs) that... there was uh, an art exhibition happening at Dude Chilling Park, which was also a small neighborhood grant. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that was happening, we decided I contacted those the the folks who started that and we decided to collaborate um, for that one day. And and our actual launch was in June. And just around in June, there was the 100 in one day events that were happening in oh, Vancouver. Okay. So I thought, hey, there's another opportunity, uh, let's do our grand opening launch. And we did it in the Olympic Village, and it was tied to the 101 day um, Vancouver wow, events. How good
1: organizing.
0: It was fast <laughs> <No> organizing. <kidding. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but you're good at it, obviously, like you're seeing the opportunities. And so how many people, um, is there a certain number of people that come at each time? Is it about the same? Or did you have more the first day? Or
0: there was definitely more the first day, there we, and it, it happened in waves, so in, at first there was quite a few, and then there was a little bit of a lull, and then there was more, and then towards the end there was more, and so um, definitely there was more uh, on the Olympics um, village area the, along the seawall. And in Dude Chilling Park, it was a little more relaxed, well, yeah. <laughs> like the name says Dude Chilling. So we uh, were pretty much that's chilling. Right. <laughs> and um, so there, there, was, uh, there were a few people, but it wasn't as many as the first um, uh, event. Now, you had
1: brought um, the first poem that you read, you said, was from Emerge. Yeah.
0: But you've brought some of the poems that you've
1: written. Why don't we hear one or two of those and then we can talk a little bit about that. Sure.
0: This one is called Blue Star for Nikki. Nikki was the, one of the people who requested a poem. Swept particles, comets, meteors from underfoot, blew the residue into the eyes of Zeus. Sun and moon laughed at his scorn. His wife ignored him while she kept sweeping heaven's past in hopes to welcome the soul's new path. She only hoped Zeus would clean his philandering ways. Being his goddess wife was sometimes a shame. If the stars only knew what secrets she kept, the entire heaven would turn blue.
2: (laughs) Sweet.
1: So um, was that one of the ones you wrote? Yes. So Nikki just came, comes up and how does this process work and says, I, I want something about a blue star and I'm uh, I, I'm mad at my husband or I'm mad at my wife <laughs> or, or wh- wh- how does it work?
0: How it works is uh, people <laughs> approach. There's uh, in total, there's uh, five of us poets. Mm-hmm. And so people approach one of us with a word or a theme and we will then write a poem on the spot and then either um, perform it out loud or perform it in quiet because you know some poets are shy right. so um, it's not mandatory that all the poets have to say it out loud. I'm not as shy so I perform it out loud. <laughs> Who are the other poets? Shaleen, um, Shaleen Knight, Matea Kulik, Jennifer Zilm and Tessica Truong. Jennifer Zilm, we've had her on. You've had her. Yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, That might be how I, I think I maybe saw that somehow. Anyways, that's how, this has all happened through the power of Facebook.
0: Um, Well.
1: Pop-up poets, you being here. In
0: terms of advertising, yeah, for sure. It's happened through power of Facebook. In terms of bringing the poets together, um, we've all been part of the SFU writer studio Um. program. So I know, um, and we're all emerging poets, so. That's how we came together. Tessica and I also sat on the Mayor's Engaged City Task Force. So part of doing this neighborhood grant for me was um, finding a way to build connection and and belonging for people mm-hmm. and to take away this idea of isolation mm-hmm. and that's how the task force and the report that came out of the task force is a result of the Vancouver Foundation report evaluation that was survey that was done in 2012 that actually identified a number of people feel a lack of belonging in isolation. Yeah, I remember that report. Yeah, and so because of that report and my being on the Engaged City Task Force, that was another reason why I wanted to do uh, Vancouver Public Poets. And for me, I have a very strong belief in um, bringing it back, bringing creativity back to the street. So when I thought about poetry, poetry, if you think about, you know old history and if I think about my own tradition my South Asian identity and tradition poetry was done in the courts and one could um, translate that as durbar which means courts mm-hmm. and that's where uh, people would say a sentence or a line or a word and just start reciting poetry mm-hmm. and then other people would respond back to that poet or poem in 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 a poem so it was like a dialogue back mm-hmm. and forth through poetry and so when I thought about this I thought okay this is what needs to happen right. we need to bring poetry back to the street just like storytelling or music and have the people be involved yeah and ha- and be able to gift it back to people and so that's what drove me to to create this was this idea of creating connection and belonging and happiness for people Mm -hmm. and the number of people that come through each of them just are touched by by the poems and I've heard over and over again how it makes people very happy Mm -hmm. and um, so they give a word to one of the poets we write a poem and then we we give it back Mm -hmm. we also on the first day on the launch um I have a pretty big team. Betsy's one of the people. Yeah, well, well, I was going to ask it yeah. now. So,
1: Betsy, are you, have you
3: been involved since this point? Have you? Do you write the poetry? Do you? Um, I I don't write the poetry. I appreciate hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> the cheerleader. Yeah, but uh, I am there to um, take photos of the event because I do like to capture moments, uh, emotions, and, and pictures. So that's that's what I do. My role is to take uh, photograph the event.
2: Um, I was wondering, yeah, is this something that is specific of the moment? Like, are the people who are providing prompts are they taking their poems with them, or do they only give you the prompt and then you recite it out loud, and that's all they get? Is what you they hear from you, or
0: no? We uh, we write it on on paper and we give it to them as a gift. I I I'm the only one with um, a vintage typewriter, so I I type it up on the typewriter. And I, I put it onto really nice crafty paper with a little hole punch. Uh-huh. And I add a little streamer to make it pretty. <laughs> and I have a personalized um stamp with the uh, mandarin character of my name and so i give this to to the people and um other poets however they want to do it they they oh, write me. it out and they we're all giving it as a gift okay. for people and we also have um the first launch we had uh, a live paint uh a live painter and so she was painting um as people were coming and just going with a flow and that was really great because then she was giving the paintings at the same time to people.
2: Is there a prompt that uh, sticks out in your mind as, wow, this is either really going to be really fun or this is incredibly challenging or what am I going to do now?
0: Yeah, there was a one word I was given was, um, I believe it was deliciousness, deliciousness. Unfortunately, I don't have that poem with me today, but um, that, that took me a bit of time to write it out, and uh, that was really, that was fun. And the last um, uh, event we did, I I loved this word was inspiration. Um, these two women, they requested, they wanted the same word, but they wanted me to write a poem for each of them, and oh, mm-hmm. so... Wow that took a bit of time yeah and um I, and one of the other poets got um the word kumquat <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good one <laughs> yeah and I, I brought that poem with well, me let's hear it i can that and i think i think this may have been written by jennifer zilm do you remember betsy i don't remember with jennifer yeah, zilm i believe it was jennifer yeah. so it's kumquat kumquat is too easy the station agent declared. <laughs> Take a left past the, past the tracks, go far east. You will find a town with 20 churches and one hospital. Walk to the 15th church, open the door, and ask for a fruit that is red, turns purple when you bite it. If you find your stomach to if you find your stomach for a rinse, remember the, di- the the clinic is only five doors down. I'm reading each person's handwriting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the clinic is only the, five doors down? The clinic is only five doors down.
1: <laughs> so you'd have to know what a kumquat is looked like i mean i just know the word i wouldn't have known that it was a red fruit that turns purple and then yeah you
2: know you're probably right i i'm the same way i just know the word i couldn't even tell you what the fruit would like
1: if you told me a durian i'd know a little bit about that (laughs) right but i would never know i don't know what it would taste like i just know how awful it smells um i was curious
2: about the vancouver foundation grant did that include being able to publish this stuff because you're reading from an anthology right now too are you not
0: Oh, the anthology the anthology i read from is um has been published by sfu and that oh, was okay. part of the Writer studio oh, sorry. that we you were all that, in yeah. yeah and um these these poems that we're writing from the pop-up poets um no it the grant did not include anything to do with publishing but um one of the things i've been talking to the poets about let's in terms mm-hmm. of as the poems we're writing them to keep a record of it and then we'll see what could happen. I would love to bring them together and mm-hmm. and somehow publish or I'm not sure yet. Like with what, photographs. Yeah, it would be we've got so many amazing photographs that Betsy's taken and our other photographer is William Sow and he's taken so many photographs and then like I was saying I have a like a video photo team. And so we've also been taking video footage. And um, one of the team members, uh, Wilco, he's actually putting together a seven minute video, which we're going to be putting up uh, onto our website soon.
1: So um, if people wanted to see these photographs, are they
0: up on the website already? They're on Facebook Okay, and so where would they find them on Facebook? So they can look up M-G, that's spelled E-M-G-E-E, Okay. Ganny G-H-A-N-I, hyphen, writer. Okay, E-M-G-E-E, G-H-A-N-I, hyphen, right, hyphen writer. Writer, R, writer, now,
1: W-R-I-T-E-R. These copies of the poems you have, is that from pictures
3: you took of them, Betsy? Do you take, like, how do you keep these? Because you, you write them and then... Uh yes they are um uh, pictures that I've taken of the uh, of each poem. Yeah so you don't have to stand sit there and write it out twice, <laughs> once for yourself mm-hmm. and once for the yeah. other person. And yeah. we don't have a portable photocopy machine with
1: us. Yeah. So <laughs> So if people are listening and they're thinking okay they're they're listening to Marunagani and Betsy Chow here on Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 on Wax Poetic and if they're listening to this and thinking I want to go and get a poem. When is the next time and place they can do that?
0: Our next event is on August 17th, and we will be located at 11 a.m. 11 till 1 p.m. at the Olympic Village area. So it's number one, Athletes Way. And if, if your listeners might know, there's the City Studio Pianos that are sometimes set up along that seawall. And one of the pianos is set up right near Creekside Community Center. So that's around there is where we will be. So do the pianos and the angry birds ever figure into the poems? No, you know, that's a good question. Maybe that should be the next poem. <laughs> mm. You should come by. And that's what I'd be looking for for <laughs>
1: inspiration if I got stuck. I'd look around for what was going on. I around. should
0: write about the angry birds because they're just funny.
2: Are there any words that are out of bounds? If People come up and like, I'm going to throw out something dirty or saucy at you.
0: Actually, that's a good question. We haven't had anything like that, and I actually haven't even thought about uh, out-of-bound words. Now R.C.'s going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) You can show up. He's going to test it. Let me keep
1: going until they say no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So August
0: 17th, is that the last one? No, we have August 17th, and then we have another one on September 7th in the same location.
1: Cool. So the people who are the poets who are doing this, you said they all went to SFU. Were you all in the same class? You were all in the same program?
0: We were all in the um, writer studio, which is the program. And we actually all happened to be in, um, the way it's set up is in genres. Mm -hmm. And so all of us were in the poetry genre. And Jen Curran was our mentor.
1: Mm. Yeah had her on the show, too. So the Emerge that you were reading from, is that from a particular year?
0: It's from 2013. That's when we were all in the program.
1: And are all the poets that are also uh, pop-up poets, they have work in there as well? Yes. Um, Where would people find that? Is there a place people
0: can get it? SFU, I would guess. SFU Bookstore. Okay. Um, I think they're, they're... it is a limited print mm-hmm. so I don't know if there's any extra copies but as if you a writer studio could be contacted or the bookstore cool. so
2: we're not doing the pop-up uh, poetry what else is uh, driving your muse
0: <laughs> okay well um, I am I, I work for the North Shore Multicultural Society and uh, I'm, a pro, I'm a manager for an area called community connections um, and I'm also working on my own book, and the the book is uh, inspired by Rumi. I'm using Rumi's poetry and quotes to write about, um, it's autobiographical, so it's writing about my own journey around identity and belonging, um, being born and raised in Canada, and experiencing various forms of sexism, mm-hmm. uh, racism, racialization, oppression, and I'm writing about what that was for me um in and also in in my experiences interacting with many diverse people so I'm using Rumi as a platform to to write um the pieces that I'm writing and it's a collection of prose and poetry so that's really driving a lot of things that i'm doing and um my work in in north shore is is just new and um and it's all about community connections. so everything for me is about building connections and relationships and having people feel that they have that they all belong and it doesn't matter what color your skin is what gender you are like that we all belong and that's that's what drives that's my ultimate dream and vision clearly you're very good at it Mm -hmm. yeah thanks
2: what about Rumi's poems helps you tackle that subject?
0: Well, with Rumi, there's, there's a, it's a very loose um, sort of quote, I, I, will, I will say. Rumi is very difficult to quote because he's, he's so amazing, his writing. So Rumi at one point said that um, in order to find oneself, you have to be completely lost. And that came about with Rumi when he, um, when Shams of Tabriz was his um, confidant and they did a lot of uh, reflection and they were going through a spiritual quest. And then Shams of Tabriz disappeared and Rumi went mad and he, it was at that point when he started doing a lot of writing. And not only was he writing poetry but he was writing a lot in terms of spirituality and 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 terms of work with Sufism. So I went through a, a moment in in my life where my I transitioned in, in a, I was working in the provincial government for 20 years and my my career in the provincial government uh, ended and um, I decided I no longer wanted to be in, in, in the government. And, um, and 11 years before, I also went through a transition where I was diagnosed with MS and I was hit by a car six months later. Wow. And so at that moment when I was hit by a car, I actually, I thought I was dead. And um, as and soon as I realized, I was looking for the white light. <laughs> mm. And I was like, where's the white light? Where's my light? And I realized, oh, wait, this is an airbag in my face. And uh, the airbag <laughs> released white powder. Oh. And the person who was running wasn't actually an angel. It was somebody saying, don't get out of the car. And I soon realized I'm alive. And um, at that moment, I I went into different shocks and um, hyperventilating. And, and then um, once I calmed down, I said, oh, my, oh, I was supposed to die. Um, I was supposed to be dead. And the ambulance attendants, they said, but you're alive. Mm. And it was at that moment where I just went into this... Um, silent space maybe it was the shock I don't know but this voice came to me and it's not like an audible voice like how we're talking somehow this energy this voice came to me and said I've given you a second chance so you have MS get over it I've given you a second chance make every day as though it's your last and live Mm -hmm. and so after that that was you know 11 years ago and after that I just decided that I needed to um, keep working in in the career that focused on anti-racism in in government that's what I was doing and then when that was done then I decided I was doing a lot of job searching soul searching because I started in government when I was 20 Mm. and when I left I was 42 so I did a lot of soul searching of who am I and um and I felt lost and that's when I got inspired by Rumi on good old Facebook and um when I started to see these Rumi quotes on Facebook these news feeds I Mm -hmm. felt like I was being talked to and I started to respond to those quotes on my own Facebook page and started to write dear Rumi letters Mm -hmm. Ah. and I would say things like dear Rumi well you know what about this I didn't feel like this happened or you know I would just it would be very personal Mm -hmm. stories and then I got a following of friends and Betsy was one of the people who has always encouraged me and been a strong supporter of the work I've been doing and she was the person who's stood by me and I told her about this roomy stuff and and so then I had my aha moment and realized this is going to be my book.
1: Oh, that's really cool. So it's, you, you're almost kind of using it in the same way that you used uh, Leonard Cohen for your breakup haiku.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yeah. you and you knew each other before then, obviously. Before, before yes. when?
3: Before sh- you were posting the and Betsy was yeah. reading them. Yes, I think we've known each other for a couple of years now. Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. yeah. So
1: unfortunately...
2: We have to uh, start to wrap up here. So let's just mention the the reading coming up on the 17th again. Where and when for anybody who's just tuning in?
0: It will be on the 17th at Number One Athlete's Way at 11 a.m. We will be there from 11 till 1 o'clock. Near the piano and the Angry Birds. In yes. the
2: Olympic Village. Yes. And it's pop-up poetry. So bring your word. And uh, we, we have all five poets there
0: we will have at least three for sure
2: and so bring your word your inspiration your prompt and they will write a new poem for you on the spot is there a time limit
0: in terms of, of us
2: of how long you have to write the poem
0: no we just kind of take our time so Sweet. if people come we say you know what bring a, cu- a cup of coffee or a drink or give us a word and go away and come back go nice. play the piano yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah go play yeah. the piano <laughs> yeah. um
2: yeah well great thanks so much for being our guest today
0: Yeah,
1: thank you very much for being here. Thank you. That was uh, Maruna Ghani and Betsy Betsy Chow. Chow. Thank you.
2: Sweet. Uh, That is all the time we've got for this show this time around. Um, I'm R.C. Weslowski. And I'm Pamela Bentley. You're listening to Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM. No Apologies Necessary is coming up next.